Since the topic of discussion is loving our beloved master Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that we implement one sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and make amal and practice upon one sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and one teaching of Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in which it was mentioned. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned in one narration that the person who listens to the adhan and repeats the words of the adhan and thereafter he recites the dua Allahumma rabba hadihi al-da'wati al-tamma wa salati al-qa'ima ati muhammadan al-wasila wal-fadila wabaathu al-maqam al-mahmud al-ladhi wa'adtah innaka la tukhlifu al-mi'ad the Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said whoever will recite this dua wajabat lahu shafa'ati then my intercession on behalf of that person becomes compulsory, becomes wajib. Some ulama'i kiram have explained that in this is a, is a little secret, a little promise that inshallah, the person who practices on this hadith and regularly 
then there is great hope that this person will pass away with Iman. One of the greatest concerns, worries and fikr of especially the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the walis of Allah, is that they always had this one concern that, Ya Allah, I will only be successful if I leave this world in the condition that I am a mu'min and a believer. Because there is a narration of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in which it is mentioned that sometimes a person, his entire life, he conducts himself in a way that outwardly makes it appear that this person is successful. And then at the last few moments of the person's life, that person utters a statement. And for some reason or the other person is deprived and he passes away in a condition that Iman has been snatched away from the person. May Allah protect us. In fact, it is one of the signs of Qiyamah that يُسْبِحُ الرَّجُلُ وَيُمْسِي kafira. That hadith goes on that a person will wake up in the morning but by the evening close to Qiyamah the condition will be such that when a person wakes up in the morning then by the evening he would have lost his Iman. And sometimes a person will start the evening and by the morning the person will have lost his Iman. And Nabi Karim Sassam then expounded that that person will sell his Iman for the sake of this material world. May Allah protect us. So it shows that a person can lose his Iman, that Iman is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And on the contrary, a person can pass his entire life as a disbeliever. There is one incident that comes to my mind, which I heard from my Shaykh Hazrat Mawainus Patel in which he mentioned that there was a girl in the madrasa whose mother, whose grandmother was quite ill and she was in the hospital and she was going to see her grandmother on a daily basis and she would give her grandmother encouragement. It just so happened that the bed adjacent to her belonged to, or there was a, a Christian elderly lady that was there. So this lady started talking to her and said that, you know, I hear you speaking about your creator and your God. Can you tell me a little bit about Islam? So this girl continued to consult with the late Mawlana Yunus Ali. And Mawlana continued to guide her and she started explaining and so on until eventually she said, I want to become a Muslim. Mawlana then guided her through the entire process of how to make her a Muslim. And mashallah, she recited the Shahada. She was approximately in her mid-70s. But the amazing thing was four hours after she recited the Shahada, she passed away. Now, Hazrat Mawainu Sahib explained that imagine this woman for 70 years, not one salah, not one fast in the month of Ramadan, neither did she go for Hajj. But in the last four hours of her life, Allah Ta'ala blessed her with Iman and Al-Islamu Yahdimu Ma Kana Qablahu. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu said that when a person accepts Islam, it obliterates and wipes out whatever sin the person may have committed. That is why the Ahlullah and the friends of Allah Ta'ala, they are never proud and arrogant. No matter how much praises are flowered upon them, and no matter how much of flattering and praises they hear, it doesn't really affect their heart. Because they say to themselves within their hearts, I don't know what will my condition be at the last few moments of my life. Yes, if I recite the Shahada and if I pass away in a condition that Allah is pleased with me, then I can really rejoice how fortunate Hazrat Wa Yusab was that in the last few moments of his life, raising his hands in front, in front of Kaabatullah Sharif on the Mataf at the time of Maghrib Salah when du'as are accepted, in that condition he passed away. So this is a sign of acceptance. So therefore, in this hadith, a person who makes amal 
and he continuously practices on this because we're looking for ways in which we can secure our akhirah. We can secure, secure our Jannah. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu intercession is compulsory on that person. Ulama explained that Rasulullah Sallallahu will not intercede on behalf of a disbeliever. And the fact that intercession is compulsory for the individual is an indication that inshallah the person will pass away with Iman. May Allah grant us tawfiq to make amal. Going to the actual topic of discussion, respected elders and brothers, it is a very vast topic. And especially for an individual, we don't have that kind of knowledge. But the person who really possesses the knowledge of and the understanding of Islam and the understanding of the importance of the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then he requires an extensive amount of time to cover certain aspects of this topic. And perhaps we will say that even if a person has to continue for a period of time discussing this topic, and discussing the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then perhaps we will say that he has just tipped, scratched the tip of an iceberg. How vast is the topic and how important is this aspect of developing that ish and that love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This has been established in many verses of the Quran and Majid, in many ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The, the verse of the Quran and Majid will commence with. And we will give the gist of that verse wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that say, O Muhammad, that if your parents, your children, your wife, and Allah ta'ala elaborates a number of things, your business in which you fear that you will suffer a loss, your homes, in other words, everything in this world that is material and may be beloved to us, we may have some form of attachment. If these things are more beloved to you than Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and striving in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then wait for the punishment of Allah to come upon us. From this we understand how important it is to ensure that the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the love of Allah is always dominant. One alim explained it very beautifully that you need to have 51% love. So we don't, we don't need to negate the love for our wealth. If a person likes his watch, he likes his car, he likes his home. So we will not say that this person is committing a sin. It is natural. Allah Ta'ala has created within the heart of the person that he has got love for the things of this world. But he should ensure that the love of these things is not such that it supersedes the love for Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So from this we understand that the love of Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is something which has been commanded encouraged it in fact it is a maqsood and an objective as shaki maqtar sahab mentioned sharte tawheed kamil yahi hai aapka ishq ho qalb ho jami that the condition of tawheed and the condition of our iman that is that this that the love of allah and his rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the love of rasulullah should be firmly entrenched in our hearts may allah ta'ala fill our hearts with the love of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Nabi Kareem sallallahu said, None of you can be a true believer. None of you can be a true believer hatta akuna ahabba ilayhi until I am more beloved to him than his own children. I am more beloved to him than his own parents. And I am more beloved to him than all of man together put together. From this again we understand that loving Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is something that even Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said that your iman cannot be perfected until you have such love for Rasulullah sallallahu that it over, overpowers and supersedes the love of everything else in this world. And to understand love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa 
We need to study the lives of the Sahaba Ikiram and the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This will inspire us. There is a anecdote that has been mentioned of one great Buzruk and Wali, and we know that those who are the regarded as the friends of Allah, then we will always find that one salient feature in their lives is that they were ardent lovers of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So this thought crossed his mind that you know perhaps, perhaps I have got more ishq and love for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam than even the companions of Rasulullah. That thought crossed his mind. That very night he fell off to sleep and he saw in a dream that he was an, on an ox wagon and uh, this wagon had four wheels and he was seated on this ox, ox wagon in the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and together with that he saw the four companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu an as Umar Farooq radiyallahu an as Uthman ibn Affan radiyallahu an and as Hazrat Ali karramallahu wajah radiyallahu an he saw them seated on this ox wagon and uh, as it continued to move it suddenly became dislodged from the animals that were pulling it until this wagon began to move on its own and then suddenly it came to a edge of a cliff and it started going down gaining momentum and picking up tremendous amount of speed without anything pulling it so he immediately said that you know we rather jump off this wagon now otherwise if he's going to pick up more speed we may injure ourselves we may even lose our lives he said he just uttered the statement it was a dream he just uttered the statement and to his amazement these four companions of Rasulullah immediately bent over and used their heads to stop the wheels of this carriage he woke up from his dream and then he realized the mistake that he made that the thought crossed his mind that perhaps you have got more love for Rasulullah than the companions of Rasulullah the, the, the companions of Rasulullah were such ashiks of Rasulullah such lovers of Rasulullah that they were prepared to sacrifice that which was most beloved to them, their very lives. And they did it. How many incidents, the books of history, a person, if he has to read those, those stories and really ponder and think, then the person will cry and cry. And we are totally indebted to the Sahaba and the companions of Rasulullah The battle of Uhud. Just picture this. And suddenly Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa is being attacked from all sides and the arrows are being shot at Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa there is a massive effort being made to injure Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and the very companions of Rasulullah form a human shield protecting Rasulullah sallallahu using their very bodies until one sahabi's hand becomes paralyzed another sahabi loses his life as Ubaidah bin Jarrah radiallahu anhu loses his teeth all this in the defense of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa The famous incident of Hazrat Khubayr ibn Adi radiallahu anhu who was captured after the battle of Badr and he became the personification of the revenge of the mushrikeen against the Muslims and they began to torture him and cut him piece by piece. In this condition Abu Sufyan where at that time was not a Muslim he said do you not wish that the Nabi of Allah was in your place and you could be safe and sound? In that condition while being mutilated, he said, I'm not even prepared to allow a thorn to pick Rasulullah sallallahu and I must be safe and sound. It is easy for us to make those claims while we're sitting in our comfort zones. But that was a real statement in that condition, knowing very well that soon I'm going to be losing my life. 
But even in that condition, this is the kind of ishq that they had for Rasulullah Sallallahu That is why at the time of the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, the statement that was made when the, the mushrik had looked at this scene where the Sahaba of Rasulullah were thronging around him, not, in, not even allowing the water of his wudu to touch the ground. He said, مَا رَأَيْتُ أَحَدًا أَحَبَّ أَحَدًا كَحُبِّ أَصْحَابِ مُحَمَّدٍ مُحَمَّدًا I have never seen anyone. I have traveled to the very corners of the then known world. I've seen the rulers of the time. I've never seen a group of people loving an individual like how the companions of Muhammad love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So therefore, if we study the lives of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu that we find that they had such deep-hearted love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and not only those who were close, and not only the elderly sahaba, the young ones, the women folk had such love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There are so many incidents. Time does not permit us to go into every single incident. But one, one incident has such an impact on the heart. May Allah ta'ala inspire. Similarly, we find that the friends of Allah, the muhaddithin, the mufassireen, the commentators of the Quran Majid, the those who were the narrators of the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they had a tremendous amount of love for Rasulullah it is known, mentioned about Imam Malik. It's one example. Imam Malik, rahimahullah, he had such love for Medina to Munawwara that at that time, you know, the boundaries of Medina Sharif were much smaller than it is now. He would not even relieve himself within the boundaries of Medina to Munawwara. He would move out of the boundaries and then he would relieve himself and then return back into Medina to Munawwara. It is mentioned of some Ahlullah that when they would enter Medina to Munawwara, they would remove their shoes. He said, I don't feel it inappropriate to even walk in the city of my beloved Rasul with my shoes. And hence you will find that those who are the true friends of Allah and His Rasul and have this love for Rasulullah everything that is related to Rasulullah becomes beloved to them. As Hazrat Shaki Mahdar Sahib, he mentioned, Ke rang kab meri pir ki That the person who is a lover of Rasulullah even the city of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa becomes beloved to him. And there is this deep-hearted desire that when, Ya Allah, when will this call of mine and this pain of my pain of separation, when will it bear fruits? That once again I can go to the city of my beloved Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa And then he says, nazar And when Allah accepts my dua and I get the opportunity to go to Medina Sharif, that when my gaze falls on that green dome, I go into a state of ecstasy. How the youngsters, when they're speaking to their beloved, they go into a different world. They don't even know what time it is. They're completely absorbed in that moment. Those who are ashiks of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when they see that green dome, they become so absorbed. They go into a state of ecstasy and automatically that durood and salawat goes onto their lips. So therefore, respected elders and brothers, this aspect of loving Rasulullah has to become part and parcel of our very iman. We have to make an effort to develop the love of Rasulullah Now how do we develop the love of Rasulullah when we haven't seen Rasulullah Ulama'i kiram explain that a person loves something for three reasons. It is either Jamal, Kamal or Nawal. Meaning that that particular item is very beautiful, it is attractive. 
The person likes the car because it is attractive. He likes the house because it is beautiful. It is attractive. The woman folk like the jewelry because it is attractive. Or we find that it has got kamal. It was some level of perfection. That this thing has been made in such a good manner. There's so many good qualities that's related to this particular item or this particular you know, technique that is being implemented in a business. So there's kamal in it. There's perfection in it. And finally, there is what we term as nawal. That this person, I am indebted to this person because of his favors upon me. Sometimes the person's grandfather, now he's very old. The, the beauty is not there. And perhaps the person has got weaknesses, bad character, whatever it may be. But when the person looks at this grandfather of his or the father of his, he thinks to himself that whatever it may be, but my father has made sacrifices. And today because of his sacrifices, I am where I am. And because of that, you love the person. If we study the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu then we will find that each and every aspect, whether it is the Kamal of Rasulullah Sallallahu whether it is the Jamal of Rasulullah whether it is the Nawal of Rasulullah it was at its highest level. If we just touch on each aspect in the few minutes that we have, the Jamal of Rasulullah Hassan ibn Thabit radiallahu anhu, he says that, وَأَحْسَنَ مِنْكَ لَمْ تَرَقَدْتُ عَيْنِي وَأَجْمَلَ مِنْكَ لَمْ تَلِدِ النِّسَاءُ خُلِقْتَ مُبَرَّعًا مِنْ كُلِّ عَيْبٍ كَأَنَّكَ قَدْ خُلِقْتَ كَمَا تَشَاءُ The gist of this that, oh my Nabi, that no one is more beautiful than you. No woman has given birth to a person that's more beautiful than you. One sahabi said, I was looking at the full moon and I was sitting in the majlis of Rasulullah and I was trying to compare whether the full moon is more beautiful or the radiant face, Mubarak face of my Rasul He said, I was convinced that my, the Mubarak face of my Rasul is far more beautiful and attractive than the full moon. So even the beauty of Rasulullah was at its perfection. If we study the Kamal of Rasulullah the, the perfection in terms of the character of Rasulullah in terms of the kindness, the generosity, the sincerity, the sacrifice, then every aspect, there was perfection in Rasulullah time will not permit. But if we want to understand the character of a person, and then you ask those who are closest, especially the wife. The wife will know the person's character the best. Look at the wives of Rasulullah When Nabi Kareem Sassim returned from Ghari Hira, the first verses of Quran and Majid were revealed. He said, Zammiluni, Zammiluni. He was shivering in this condition. that cover me. And then he said, I'm going to be destroyed. What was the answer of Khadija al-Kubra radiallahu anha? She said, Kalla wallahi, never, by the qasam of Allah, you will never be destroyed. And then she continues to recount the wonderful character of Rasulullah Sasam, that you are that individual who sees to the needy, who works for the orphans, who has a kind heart, elaborating, giving the gist of that. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha was a younger wife. She said, Lana shamsun, walil afaqi shamsun. The gist of that, that the horizon has got a sun. And we have also got a sun. The sun of the horizon rises in the morning, but our sun rises when my Nabi enters my home. So this was what a, what a beautiful testament to the, the kamal of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. whether it was the generosity of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa we can continue. And then if you look at the nawal, the sacrifices that Nabi Kareem sallallahu made for us, for which we are indebted, just prior to coming for Jummah, my eye came across one hadith of Azad Aisha radiallahu anha, in which Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made a dua for her. That Allahumma khfir li Aisha ma taqaddaman min dhambiha wa ma ta'akha. That oh Allah forgive the sins of Aisha, her past sins and her future sins. 
those sins which he, which he committed openly or secretly. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu becomes very very happy and she said, oh, are you pleased? She said, who will not be pleased with such a dua? And her condition was this, that she had a head on the Mubarak lap of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Upon this Nabi Kareem sallallahu said, oh Aisha, I make this dua for my ummah after every single salah, every single day. That Nabi Kareem sallallahu did not forget you and I. How fortunate we are to be from the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Continue. That Nabi Kareem sallallahu in one hadith said that every single Nabi has been given a dua that will be accepted by Allah ta'ala 100% guaranteed. I'm giving the gist of the hadith. He said, I have kept this dua for the day of Qiyamah where I will use this dua so that every last Ummati of minds can get entry into Jannah. When every single Nabi on the day of Qiyamah who is a person of sublime conduct, who has been selected by Allah Ta'ala, the cream of the crop, on the day of Qiyamah, his condition will be this, that even a mother will abandon her child. That even that mother who is suckling her child will abandon the child when the condition is this, that the mother has the closest bond at that time. Look at the example that Allah has given. Every Nabi will say, when he will be asked to intercede on behalf, he said, Nafsi, Nafsi, I am worried about myself. But on that day of Qiyamah, our beloved Master Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will forget himself and say, Ya Rabbi, Ummati, Ummati. Hence, respected elders and brothers, we are the Nawal and the Ihsan and the kindness of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is such that it is greater than even the kindness that our parents have given to us. Therefore, just as a person loves his parents or grandparents or family members, our love for Rasulullah should be at its highest level. Now, how do we develop this love for Rasulullah What we can start doing is every single day recite durood and salawat upon Rasulullah at least 100 times. And this 100 times you don't have to do in one sitting. Once you're walking, you are going to walk, recite durood and salawat upon Rasulullah a person should try and implement in his daily a list of activities. Some time of the day, whether it is at the time when you're going to sleep, get an authentic book on the seerah and the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and study the life of Rasulullah sallallahu This will create a love within the heart. Similarly, a person should make an effort to implement the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in his life. Allah Ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran that if you claim to love Allah, فَاتَّبِعُونِي Then follow the Nabi of Allah. Hence one poet, Hazrat Shah Ki Makhtar Sahib says very beautifully, نَقْشِ قَدَمْ نَبِيكَ هَيْ جَنَّتْ كَيْ رَاسْتَيْ Allah سَيْ مِلَاتَيْ هَيْ سُنَّتْ كَيْ رَاسْتَيْ That in emulating the footsteps of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, this is actually the pathway to Jannah. And it will link you to Allah. Allah سَيْ مِلَاتَيْ هَيْ سُنَّتْ كَيْ رَاسْتَيْ so every day a person tries to implement one teaching of Rasulullah Sallallahu in his life. Small teaching, big teaching, whether it is the akhlaq of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, whether it is the honesty of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, whether it is the, the, the way of speaking of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we try and implement it in our lives. Together with that, those who Allah has blessed with sufficient wealth, we make an intention that we will go and visit Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, hadith said, Man zarani ba'da wafati, ma zarani fi hayati. That the person who visits me after my demise, it is as if he has visited me whilst I am alive. It is our aqidah and belief that Allah has given Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam a life at the road of Mubarak. 
Therefore, when a person presents himself at the Roda of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the person goes with a great amount of awe and respect that how fortunate am I to be presenting myself in front of the Roda of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And for those who do not have sufficient wealth or unable to go, then it is better that your heart is attached to Roda Mubarak even though your body is very, very far. Otherwise, sometimes a person is standing right at the roda of the Bikarim Sassim, but his heart is not there. His mind is somewhere else. And on the other hand, the person did never ever had the opportunity to go to Medina. But his heart was always attached to Medina, to Manawara. We will say that this person is Qareeb, even though he's very far. He is near and close to Rasulullah, even though bodily he is very, very far. Therefore, in conclusion, respected elders and brothers, we should make a tremendous effort to try and develop the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by considering the jamal, the kamal, the nawal of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the beauty of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the perfection of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the kindness of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon each and every one of us for which we are indebted. We make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates within our hearts that love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Allah ta'ala counts us to be amongst those fortunate ones who will be at the Hawwe Kothar, that well of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wherein we will receive that cup, that special water directly from the Mubarak hands of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah ta'ala make each and every one of us from those fortunate ones. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi wa sallam.